The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Right on the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. And first, before we dive into the show tonight, as today is September 11th and such a day of tremendous meaning for our country, I really just want to lift up a mountain of love and prayers for all those who lost loved ones on 9-11 and really for our whole country. I haven't told very many people this, but I actually knew someone on one of the planes and and I, I guess I haven't told a lot of people because it's just not about me. It's just about our whole country, and we indeed will never forget. And I just wanted to make sure to take a moment to say God bless America and to express honor and respect for the day. So, I, sorry, I'm getting emotional. I'm not really even sure how to transition from that, but I'm going to do my best here. I'm actually really, really excited about tonight and have been waiting for this episode for a long, long time as the founder of the nonprofit Right Road Kids, someone who works with kids myself, and a parent myself, something that has really been on my heart has been helping to boost parent power to support teachers, kids, and classrooms and schools across the country. Parents are such an amazing resource to tap into, and yet it seems like in so many cases, certainly not all, but in far too many it's like parent involvement in schools, it seems to be on the decline. And, you know, it's kind of common knowledge that studies show, and it kind of really goes without saying, you know, that kids with parents who are involved in their school tend to have fewer behavioral problems, and they're more likely to complete high school. And parental involvement in school, along with positive parent-teacher interactions, of course, it positively affects teachers' self-perception and job satisfaction. So... Tonight's theme is tapping into parent power, and boy, do we have a mountain of inspiration, ideas, and support for you all. I'm so excited, and what I really want to do is focus on how to boost parent excitement to participate, to volunteer, and to be there to help and support classrooms and schools. So, to start, I'd like to begin with some On the Right Road teacher listeners shout-outs, and the teachers I've selected for the shout-outs have also shared wonderful tapping into parent power tips (laughs) 
that I'm going to share with you. I thought this would be another fun twist on my shout outs and an, another wonderful way to learn from each other and be inspired by each other in the Right Road family. So as always, each of the teachers whose name and school I mention in the shout outs will receive a fun Right Road bag of school supplies and we'll get all of the shout out and giveaway gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of September 19th. And there's going to be lots of them again tonight. So here we go. The On the Right Road teacher shout outs for this evening and some of their awesome tapping into parent power tips. First of all, Linda Woollyhand from Campus Community School in Dover, Delaware suggests for parents who volunteer, keep a bucket of easy-to-play educational games with the directions and a list of kids who need work on the particular game's skill. She says when a parent comes to volunteer, have them choose a game. It's stress-free and they feel good about helping and are more likely to come back. And, you know, I think that's one of the keys. Not just having parents, like, volunteer once and, and say, I've done my duty. But creating this environment that feels successful for parents so they want to come back and really get involved. So thank you, Linda, for that simple but wonderful tip. Also, Christy Samuelson from Washington Middle School in Albuquerque, New Mexico shared... I love this. You guys are going to love this. She says, our students hosted a dinner for their parents. The kids made the invitations in the spaghetti dinner and each presented their favorite piece of work. The turnout was huge and the parents loved it. Here's what I think. If you do something like this, kids and teachers can share at this dinner how much they appreciate parents' involvement. You can have volunteer sign-ups that evening. Just show parents the joy of school teamwork. And in in so many communities, who's not going to come for the food? I think it's one of those wonderful ways just to open the doors and, and encourage families to come and just be there at the school. Thank you for that, Christy. I love it. Also, Carrie Smith from Herbert Hoover Elementary in Buffalo, New York shared, every other week I have my students write a letter to their parents about how school is going and I add a little something at the bottom of each letter as well. It's a great way to communicate with parents in a special engaging way and an important thing for kids to learn in this age of email and texting. And I think if kids write how important and how much they love having their parents involved in their school life, again, that's a way for parents to, for it to click in their minds and in their hearts. So thank you, Carrie. I love that. Another wonderful tip comes from Nikki Grease Reniker from Techner Middle School in Erlanger, Kentucky. She shared, oh, I love this too. We're studying about natural disasters, and I'm having parents write letters and tell the stories about their own such experiences, like the 97 floods in Cincinnati and the 94 Northridge Northridge earthquake. It really brings the family into their child's education. I love it. Anytime you can get parents involved in sharing their story, we all love to share our story. It makes it personal. It makes them want to participate. I love that. Also, Megan Derry from Medina Secondary School in Medina, Texas suggests getting parents involved from their fields. She goes on to say, you would be amazed at how many experts in different fields you have access to just by reaching out to your parents. We planned a a financial literacy day for our students and Many of the experts and business owners in charge of the different sessions were parents of the students in our school. 
Beautiful idea, Megan. Thank you. Also, Joy Woodruff. I don't have your new school, Joy, so let me know and we'll get a, a grab bag off to you. But she shared, I te- oh my gosh, this is ding, 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 ding. This is a light bulb moment when I read this. She says, I teach in a neighborhood where often students know more English than their parents, which is an issue with homework and keeping them in the loop. She shared, I found that a parent-buddy system is helpful. Get this. Another parent from class who speaks Spanish and English can interpret assignments, notes, news, etc. At pickup time, their buddy parent is there to assist. Awesome idea. And a lot of you ask that kind of question. How do we get parents who speak different languages involved? I love that. Thank you, Joy. And one more here from Stephanie Alstrom. And Stephanie, I don't have your school here either. Please let me know. Um, She shared, at morning arrival and dismissal, I am welcoming. She says things just simply like, so good to see you. Your child had a great day and we look forward to tomorrow. She said, good relationship building with families is worth its weight in gold. And you know what? As a parent, one sentence from one of my son's teachers can make my day and make me want to be there for teachers even more. Whereas if they're short with me, I totally understand that they're busy and they don't have time to talk. But what happens is I feel like, oh my gosh, I don't want to bother them. So just reaching out with those simple things, even if you've had a bad, exhausting day, it can have a powerful impact on parents. So thank you so much, you guys, for sharing your tips. That's just the start of tonight's inspiration. Welcome to you all this evening. I'm so glad you're all here with me. And to kick things off tonight with our first Tapping Into Parent Power on the Right Road giveaway away for tonight. I've picked a resource that I've found tends to be one of the most requested things that teachers ask for from parents. So the first giveaway for tonight is, of course, open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. First, like I always like to do, especially for those of you who are new to On the Right Road, we have a code word for all of our On the Right Road giveaways. The code word is simply the word listening. We're going to pop up the giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, so make sure you've got that ready. The simple guidelines will be right there in the offer posts on Facebook, but this code word is not mentioned in the posts because it's just for those of you listening to On the Right Road. So for all the giveaways that you enter tonight, make sure that you add that code word listening to this one and all the rest. I hope that makes sense. So for this first wonderful giveaway, I have 10 Drum roll, dry erase marker sets. So there will be 10 teacher recipients and each one will receive a set. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow the simple entry guidelines in the offer post. It'll be open until just after the end of the show. Yvonne, you can go ahead and post that. Yvonne's with me helping tonight. I'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Remember to include that code word listening as part of your entry comment. And a quick special huge thanks to one of our wonderful On the Right Road sponsors, Nair, for donating these wonderful dry erase marker sets. And of course, this is just the first of the wonderful giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight. And they're all going to be fun ways that parents can also be of support to you in your classroom. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page right there and ready to go. Just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, Sunday, September 11th, the giveaways will, of course, be closed. Now, here's what we're going to do tonight. 
This is so exciting and so fun. From years and years and years of experience working with kids, teachers, and schools, and being parents, we're going to share our advice as both Right Road team members and parents, and I'm saying our because my guest tonight is none other than Right Road team member Marcy Savy. <laughs> You've all heard me mention her name a thousand times before here on the Right Road. She's my right arm with the show. She does the guest scheduling and coordination. She's also our Right Road Kids communication coordinator. And she's also an amazing mother of three. I am so excited for Marcy to be here on the show with me. Welcome to On the Right Road, Marcy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, awesome and so weird to have you on the other side of the phone. I love this. Are you ready to have some fun? I'm ready. Let's get this going. Let's do it. So what we're going to do, everybody, is we're going to share a whole bunch of questions that have come in from you, Right Road teacher friends from around the country, and we're going to share our perspectives and advice as Right Road team members and parents on what we feel would help you boost parent power to the max in your classrooms and schools. And like I always like to do, each teacher whose question we answer here on the air tonight will receive a wonderful Right Road School Supply gift pack. So, Marcy, I know you have a bunch of questions there for me, and then what I'm going to do is bring you in on some of them, too, okay? So let's dive right in. What do you have there as the first question? All right. Our first question is from Heather Woodruff from Allen Elementary in Siloam Springs, Arkansas, and she's asking, I struggle with getting parents involved who don't respond back to any of my notes, phone calls, or emails. What are some ways to help these parents get involved? You know, I, so many of you asked this question, and I, I, you know, I think this is a tough thing for everybody nowadays. Probably not just teachers, but I think it's hard for us all to, it's like everybody's so busy. So I feel you guys on this. And here's the thing. Last year, I was a room parent for my son. I think I've mentioned this before, but I had the exact same issue, you know, and I noticed in previous years when I wasn't the room parent that there were two or three of us responding to everything, and so many other parents weren't doing anything. They weren't even responding, saying, hey, I got it. And that's so frustrating for teachers. So when I was the room parent last year, what I did was I set what I call parent participation goals. I find personally setting goals really helps with everything. But the goal that I set was that each parent would somehow participate throughout the year. And here's a perfect example. And I think I've shared this on the air, but it fits so perfectly, and so I want to share it again. We had to do this class basket for our school auction, and that's one of our huge fundraisers for my son's school. Now, typically, in a class, two or three parents would do the whole thing, and they'd put a basket together, and it would raise maybe three or $400. Well, when I set this parent 100% participation parent goal, oh, my gosh, I just, I would thank everybody profusely. I would send appreciation notes. I would just build it into this wonderful teamwork thing. And sure enough, every single parent participated in the class. We ended up raising $7,000 for our class basket. And it was just Amazing. And I found that a lot of times maybe parents have had a bad experience or they're so busy that you kind of have to get their attention with kindness. But when you set that 100% parent participation goal and just keep putting it out there, it really draws everybody together and creates this wonderful atmosphere. One other thing that I find to be very helpful is to find one key parent to help coordinate 
communication and participation. So somebody's, you, you have a camaraderie with one of the parents and they're helping you get the communication out there. Again, from my experience as room mom last year, what I found was very helpful was to have a classroom parent team. I would do the communication and the coordination, and I found another wonderful parent who was able to go to all the meetings. So we felt that wonderful camaraderie together. And I think, sorry I'm going on so long, but this I really feel passionate about this. I feel like two of the reasons parents don't respond, number one, they're so busy that they hardly have time to think. And number two, I think a lot of people feel that once they say yes to something, they'll be asked to do everything. So if it's just put out there that we're all a team, nobody's going to be overwhelmed, everybody's just going to do what they can do, that helps open the door for parents to creep in and help however they can. So (laughs) I hope that helps to answer the question. But those are things that really, really helped for me when I was actually in that classroom setting and, and supporting my son's teacher last year. So thank you for that great question, Heather. You got another one there, Mars? I do. Rebecca Mejia from Pioneer Elementary in Sunnyside, Washington, shared, preparing materials for parent volunteers can become a chore. What are some good ideas for utilizing volunteers in a way that is not time-consuming? Gosh, I, I, I totally feel this one, too. I mean, sometimes it does seem like it's easier to do it yourself than to try to train somebody. Marcy, we totally know what that's like, right? <laughs> but here's what I think. I think in the end, teamwork can always help make the dream work. You know, when you're looking at the big picture, it's so important to build that team. And parents are such a crucial part of that. So here's something that I feel is very helpful. And again, I'm relating to my son's school. And I'm sharing some things here that really have worked for, for my son's school. What they do before school even starts at the beginning of the year is they send parents a parent talent form. To Every parent fills it out and you find out the strengths of each parent. And then what's so important is to leverage the use of the parent strengths. For example, um, instead of asking a parent who maybe is shy and literally may get stressed to the hilt reaching out to stores for school supply donations, for example, instead maybe ask if that parent can bake cookies or grade papers. It's like the more a parent is in their comfort zone, the less work it is for you a teacher as a teacher I know for me if a teacher asks me to do something assigns me a project I'm ready to run with it I don't need the teacher to hold my hand or babysit I will do it and I think a lot of uh, parents feel that same way as long as they're in that comfort zone another thing as I've been thinking about this this past week that came to mind is check this out have a bulletin board near your door or I know everybody's so busy, so maybe you could have an online bulletin board. And you post the specific tasks that you need as a teacher from parents at any given time. So you don't even have to think about what to assign people. It's like anytime you think of something, post it up on this bulletin board. And then the parents can just go, oh, I see this is a need. I'm going to take that. But it's right there in front of them. When, you know, when they visit the classroom, and also I know a lot of you probably will need to do it online, especially in middle schools and high schools. But I think I like seeing a, a per- array of things that are needed and then I can easily pick oh I can handle these no problem this will only take me 10 minutes again within the array of what my skills and talents are so I hope those things will be helpful I again I found that they're very helpful for us so I hope they're a blessing for you too 
This is so much fun, Marcy. (laughs) (laughs) I like the bulletin board idea. (laughs) I do too. All right, hit me with the next one. I love this. Okay, Mike Williams from Blanchard Elementary in Columbus, Georgia, shared, I am at a school with many working parents. What would you suggest doing to help working parents still feel involved in the classroom? Gosh, so many of us can relate to this as well. I think to start, what I would do is ask them to sign up for one thing, just one thing, so it's not overwhelming, but they can feel a part of the classroom family too. Again, like we were talking about a minute ago, the expectation is is that every parent is involved in something to support the classroom family. Again, don't ask them for a million things. Just start with one thing. And then once they do that one thing, it shows them mountains of appreciation. And then they might start to creep in, what else can I do? I wonder, Marcy, I mean, you work with me with Right Road. What do you feel about this? What, you know, you're a working mom too. <laughs> well, I think a lot of, like what we've talked about, assigning tasks. There's always plenty of things that can be sent home, whether it's grading papers you know, cutting things out, depending what grade, you know, your child is in at that time. Um, One of the things that I get asked to do year after year is to be in charge of the scholastic book order forms. Um, It's a bonus for me because I love when we get them, and some teachers are too busy to be able to handle them. So it works for both of us. Um, Another suggestion that I would have for working parents is when you know you have a big project, get those dates out there as soon as you can. That gives working parents a chance to be able to ask for a vacation day for one of those events so that they can actually help in the classroom once, too. That's a great idea. You know, thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm thinking of my son's school. And when I, I, you know, we brought Right Road to his school often. And that's exactly, the parents wanted to know ahead. And they wanted to help. But they did need to know ahead so they could take, oh, they needed to know ahead so they could take off the days. I love that. Perfect. (laughs) I hope those things help you all, teachers. Cool. All right. We have another question from Allison Milstead from Viewmont Elementary in Hickory, North Carolina. She's asking, how can I turn a negative parent into a positive power parent? That's a great question. You know, I think, I think with anything in life, if a, if a parent blasts you, if a person blasts you, clearly something is unsettled in their life that may not even or probably doesn't even have anything to do with you. It's just, it's just overflowing. The, the frustration and the upset is overflowing, and it's, it's coming out on you. So what I would suggest, and I've mentioned this on the show before, but it works, and it's a beautiful thing. I had a wonderful guest on a couple of months ago. Her, she's a teacher, and her name was Alex Chevron. And she did, a, at her school, they focus on a wonderful thing called unconditional positive regard. If you want to check out this episode, go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page at rightroadkids.org and click on the little Right Road Radio Show button on the upper right-hand corner. It's a little green microphone. And then it'll bring you to the page. Check out Season 3, Episode 5. Her whole thing is, if this happens to you, and I know that it happens a lot, parents, where I mean, teachers where parents just blast you. And, and Alex suggests, not only in dealing with kids, but also with parents, to respond instead of just, you know, being frustrated and being angry right back at the parent, which never works. We all know it always makes it worse, right? So try to catch your breath and respond with something like, you know, I can see you're really upset, maybe even beyond this situation. What can I do to help? 
and then listen. And what happens more often than not is some, they're able to share their heart and what's really going on. You kind of build a relationship and a friendship, and then you can move forward from there. And the parent, it's like you can feel something shift. I think all of us in our world just want to feel like we're being heard. And when that happens, it's really life-changing. So, I mean... I I hope that makes sense. You know, what do you think, Marcy? I know you have a special needs daughter, child, and with all of your challenge at, challenges at school, would this approach with, you know, because I know that you're dealing with so many difficult situations, would this unconditional positive regard approach help if teachers approached you that way? Because I know you deal with a lot of stuff. I think it would, um, especially having a special needs child. I feel like I'm always battling. I'm her only advocate, so I feel like it's always a battle when it shouldn't be. But our frustrations that we have are not always directed at the point of contact that we have to speak to, so it can be difficult to express your concerns without it coming across that way. One of the problems that I see with it, too, is things often get misconstrued when it's communication is via email. So sometimes I think if you have an upset parent or a problem going on, a few minutes one-to-one or on the phone where you can actually talk about it would help it smooth things out a lot faster. I love that. And I think that's, again, so much in life. That great idea. Right. Technology is great, but it also causes some problems. (laughs) It does because people can take meaning in a wrong way and then it makes it 10 times worse and that never was intended in the first place. Right. So I, I love that. And no, I guess teachers know that parents can be so, just like you can be really frustrated and busy and overwhelmed, parents can be the same, feel the same way. So I think just finding that compassionate, kindness, happy medium where, where there's real communication because we both, on both ends, care about the kids, bottom line, right? Right. And sometimes it's it's... Communication. We're all trying to say the same things, but it, it, you know, it's like when brothers and sisters in fight fight. They care about each other so much, but they're the closest thing too. So sometimes it explodes into something that it's totally not about. So thank you, Marcy. I love that. And I think we have one more question before I've got another giveaway. Okay. Yes. Let's see. <laughs> Krista Armstrong from Everton Elementary in Everton, Missouri, is wondering. I have started using Class Messenger this year. Do parents prefer this type of communication instead of a weekly newsletter sent home with children? Also related, Lisa Frank from Livingston Elementary in Columbus, Ohio, would like to know our perspective on how much communication with parents is enough or too much. This is a good question, and this one came in from a lot of you as well. I know a lot of you shared that you use things like Class Messenger and Class Dojo and Blooms and wonderful. I, a lot of you said you had a lot of success with those. I prefer, like we were just talking about, like old school and not so much technology, but I totally realized that especially in middle schools, high schools, and with so many parents working like we just talked about, that that's really tough nowadays. So I think for me, a balance between personal and technology is good. Last year, my son's homeroom teacher actually did something that I loved Every Monday afternoon, she sent a very clear, concise, and heartfelt email with all the week's info to come, you know, everything that was kind of coming throughout the week. And she also showed lots of appreciation for all the parents that were helping. And I loved that. I knew it was coming every Monday afternoon. And in terms of how often, I personally... 
I would rather have one or two main communications each week instead of 10 small ones. It's like, especially with my son in middle school, you know, he's got like 12 teachers now. I can't handle 120 emails coming in from school. But if there's a couple of key ones there, I can refer back to it and get all the information I need, easily find it. So that's what's most helpful for me. Another thing that I think teachers is helpful is just to take a breath and think, you know, how much would you as a parent like so that it would be helpful and not overwhelming? And that's honestly the way I always try to communicate Right Road Info with you as teachers. You know, we have our Facebook page. We have our Right Road Teacher Friend emails. We send personal letters with each Right Road gift package. I, pr- I purposefully don't do 92 Facebook posts every day. I don't send our Right Road emails every day. I really want you to feel special and excited to see something Right Road so that it brightens your day in a special way. And I think that's a good way to approach communication with parents too. And you know what? It does take a little extra thought and time to plan it out so you're kind of putting all the information in one you know, spout instead of a bunch of little ones. But I think it's so worth it in times of realness and effectiveness. Again, what do you think, Marcy, about that as a parent? For me as a parent, there's no such thing as too much communication. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love the communication. Last year, like you mentioned, Paula, one of my daughter's teachers every Monday would send an email home that gave you a breakdown for the week. It was great. I always knew what was going on. If I had any questions, I could ask. Um, my older daughter was in middle school last year, and we would get a lot of things via Remind. And that and was kind of nice because you have okay. options to sign up. Your child can sign up for texts or emails. You can sign up for the text and email. You know the information is going to everyone. You have the choice which method you want to receive it. So that was kind of nice. Awesome. Well, that's good to know because a lot of teachers said that they felt that those those kind of things, Remind, Messenger, Dojo, were really effective. So that's good to know that it's that it was something that really worked for you. It, so it is, especially st- with the older kids where you're not in communication with their teacher. You're not standing outside the classroom door to pick them up like you do in elementary school. So it's nice to have that open line of communication with them. Right. Because you're not, you know, you don't have the room, parents. You're not in the classroom. I, awesome. Right. So stay with me, Marcy, okay? okay. You know, we've got... Tons more inspiration to come. I want to make sure to get to our second On the Right Road giveaway this evening. I have an amazing surprise for you all. Oh, my gosh. This kind of comes with the help of a dear Right Road friend. Her name is Melissa Smith. Here's the scoop. 18 Donors Choose Giving Pages have joined together to partner us with us for this giveaway. And I wanted to share this giveaway on this show about tapping into parent power because Donors Choose Project Support is a great way for parents to get involved in your classrooms and schools. You know, you think of how busy parents are, working parents, all of that. This is a great way. But so but first before the giveaway, here's a whole bunch of added Donors Choose inspiration. I think this is something that is changing the climate of education in our country. It's like providing this wonderful avenue, this wonderful nonprofit donors choose so that everybody can support and uplift our schools. I love it. So what I want to share with you before the giveaway are some tips. These come from Melissa and they also come from my heart because I found that the same tips that Melissa shared with me are things that I look for when I'm supporting a donors choose project. So check this out. Number one, Keep your Donors Choose projects below $400 if you can. Break them up into smaller 
sections. Instead of having one project for $1,700, break it up. If I see one for $400, I'm more apt to support than if I see a higher one. It's, I'm just being you know, perfectly honest. This is how I look at it. Now, there are exceptions, and Melissa shared these with me, and I love this. This is why the giving pages are so wonderful, because they have all these tips and support available for you as teachers to help get your projects funded. Here's the big exception. During September and also during December, she said, if you have wish projects that are those $1,700 projects, those $1,000 projects, post them during September and December because in those two months especially, companies are apt to do matching funds. You know, they want to do giving at both those times of the year. It's kind of when a lot of them get involved. Um, And also sometimes, like happened in Wisconsin, this last week on one given day, one gentleman, and I'm not going to share his name because I don't know if he was doing it anonymously or not, but he funded every single Wisconsin Teacher Donors Choose project on one given day. We're talking, I think, over 400 projects were funded. Again, it happened in September. So I hope that helps. Now, in, in a tip number two, in conjunction with this, if you want to find out what companies are matching at an, any given time, check out the Donors Choose Partner Funding page. Just go to donorschoose.org slash match.offers. When I looked a couple of days ago, ESPN, Dick's Sporting Goods, Target, Yamaha, Toms of Maine, they all had matching funds things. If you fit their criteria, they'll match the funds 100%. And you have to often find their code word. So that's why checking out the donorschoose.org slash match-offers it, it has all the information there. Also, tip number three, connect with these Donors Choose giving pages. It's a don't, you can Google Donors Choose Community. Then what they do is they provide spots on their Facebook pages, on their giving pages, and they help you get your project funded. But if you win a project on their page, don't just let it sit there. Stay active. Share it. Promote it. Number four, this may seem common sense, but it's so important. Write a good essay. Have an inspiring picture, not clip art. And pick a short, catchy title. If I see a title that's three lines, 17 words, I'm less apt to give to that than if I see a pithy little one-line fun thing. Again, I'm just being really honest, but these things are things that click with people. Um, Number five, personally thank every donor, even if they just gave a dollar. It means so much. Number six, share your project on social media and with parents and families. It's a way that they can get involved. Even if all your parents in your class each give a dollar, that's 24 more dollars or whatever it is, towards your project, it shows that many more donors on your giving page and more people are apt to participate. Number seven, be your first donor. Even if it's just a dollar. Again, if I see other people have already given, I'm more apt to participate because I see that that teacher's taking action. And finally, number eight, Get the momentum going right away on your Donors Choose projects. Don't just put it up there and let it go for a month. I look at the end date. If I see a project is up and it's for $700 and it's got $200 funded and it's coming due in three days, I'm less apt to do that one than if I see one for $97 left and it's got three months left. 
Again, I'm just being honest, but I hope those tips will help. Um, and again, I'm going to post a, t- a graphic with all of these tips on our Right Road Kids Facebook page because they're so helpful. And what I want to do is just take a second to share the 18 Donors Choose Giving pages that are partnering with us tonight. I know there are so many more amazing ones, but I really want to give credit to these 18 because the giveaway is something extraordinary. So I'm going to take just a moment. Here are the 18 giving pages. Make sure you go to them and like their giving pages. They will help you. It's like guaranteed they're amazing. Huge thanks, huge on on the right road thanks to Classroom Angels, Donors Choose Anonymous, Music Makes Our Students Smarter, Projects to Lead the Way, Just Because You Care, I Can Learn, Kindergarten Rocks, Heart of Texas, Reach, Reading is Fundamental, Making Things Better, Gift of Learning, All About the Kids, Supporting Excellence, Northern Lights, and How Are the Kids, Memories and Milestones, and Math playground and with that here's the second giveaway for tonight it's open to all teachers in the u.s listening to on the right road um yvonne i'm going to ask you to hold it until i kind of give you the go ahead okay first and there's a lot here so you got to make sure you really listen first i have 12 ten dollar donors choose gift cards i have one $25 Donors Juice Choose gift card, and I have one $50 Donors Choose gift card. So there will be 14 Donors Choose gift card recipients, and each one will receive one of the Donors Choose donations that can be applied to a current Donors Choose project that you're seeking funding for. Plus, oh my gosh, in addition, the 18 Donors Choose giving pages partnering with us on this are each going to pick at least one of the entries to support and promote on their giving page. This is one of the amazing ways that giving pages help. They're not going to just go and fund your whole project, but they're going to help you with it and they're going to help you support it and help to get it funded. This is so exciting. So here's how you enter. Go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the offer post. Hold on just a second, Yvonne. First of all, make sure to mention that code word listening as part of your comment. And for this giveaway, you also need to include the link to your current Donors Choose project that you're requesting funds for. Don't forget to put that. Okay, Yvonne, you can go ahead and post that. It's going to be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 14 gift card recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday because there's going to be so many. And each of the 18 giving pages, here's the scoop, each of those 18 pages will jot a reply comment to the project they have selected, sharing that your project has been selected for promotion on their giving page. If you see that as a reply to your comment by the end of the school day tomorrow, that means that your project will be uplifted by the giving page that jots a reply comment to you. So there will be a total of up to 32 or more teacher recipients from this one On the Right Road giveaway. And it's all to uplift and promote teamwork, the Right Road family of support, the donors choose giving pages and all they do to make a difference and 
the encouragement of parent support of Teachers Donors Choose projects. A million thanks again to all the Donors Choose Giving pages who partnered with us to make this happen. Again, Donors Choose project support is a great way for parents to get involved. Parents, if you're listening, check it out at DonorsChoose.org. Again, I think this is changing things for education in our country. Thank you, Giving Pages. Thank you, Donors Choose. Thank you for everybody who gets involved in that wonderful nonprofit organization. Okay, Marcy, let's answer a few more tapping into parent power questions. I love this. Okay, let's see. We have Don DePayne from Lord Sterling Community School in New Brunswick, New Jersey, shares, I work in a low-income district, and our school always has a hard time getting parents to attend PTO meetings and other functions. What suggestions do you have to improve our parent attendance at school functions? Oh, my gosh. This goes back to just getting parents to, you know, reply to phone calls and emails. And, and, and I think it's even harder to get people actually to the school. So I guess what I would say, this might sound crazy, but just close your eyes for a minute and think of what would draw you there. As an example, I mean, think of what would make you want to attend your teacher staff meetings. I feel like making it fun, making it uplifting, making it what I call right road is key. It's like we, I, you know, we address this issue with every communication we put out there to you. You know, we incorporate surprises, honors, we show appreciation and giveaways. And we don't at all do those things as gimmicks, but we do them from our hearts. So come up with fun things together at staff meetings. It makes it fun. It makes it fun for you, and it'll make it fun for the parents. And you know what? If something doesn't work, don't give up after one try. It may take some tweaking. But what I find is then people, and in your case, parents, it's like the excitement will eventually help grow the effort. We've been focusing on things for this way, this method of doing things, this, you know, this excited right road way for 24 years, and it works. It just, it's all about realness and giving and appreciation and compassion and fun. And, and if life doesn't have that in it, you know, who wants to go to a meeting? So that's my two cents. Marcy, you know, you as a working parent with three kids, what do you think? What are some suggestions you would have? Oh, well, one of the biggest things that I could think of is to offer things at different times. Have events, have volunteer times in the morning, have it in the evening, have it right after school so that you get a chance. You may not get everyone there at all of them, but you reach out to different people who will be at the different times. Yes, I love and, that. And also, I think this was mentioned in the teacher tips, getting the kids involved, too. The kids love to see their parents helping. So if the kids are excited to get their parents there, the parents are going to want to be there to make their kids happy. Yes. Just another way to get everyone involved. Well, and I love that one tip that was about having the kids write, you know, every other week write a letter to their parents with how school's going. And then incorporate, having the kids say, I can't wait till you come to this, or can you help with this? Because, you know, pull on the heartstrings, right? Right. And that's what it's, bottom line, that's what it's all about. Awesome. Awesome sauce, as the kids like to say. (laughs) So I think we have a question here about homework, and this is one that so many teachers ask. Go ahead and share that one, Marcy. I love this. Okay, Stephanie Olstad from Jordan Elementary in Jordan, Minnesota, would love to know, what is your parent perspective on homework? Do parents want their kids to have it? If so, how often? What is best for kids and families? You know, I've been thinking about this all week, 
and thinking about the show. And my answer is honestly, yes, I want my son to have homework, of course, in reasonable amounts. And I think even in younger grades, even when he was in kindergarten and first grade and second grade, I appreciated homework, not busy work, not, oh my gosh, we got to fill 30 minutes. If there is no homework for that that night, that's totally fine. And I don't particularly care for it on weekends unless it's high school and middle school and they have long-term projects and they have to manage their own time. But I feel like a great way to look at it, teachers, is that you have the chance to set the homework tone for the rest of their education and really the task tone for the rest of their lives. And what I mean by that is homework, I feel like, is not just the task at hand that they're learning at that given day. It's teaching responsibility. It's teaching time management. It's teaching the project completion process. It's helping kids feel success when they've completed something and they hand it in. This is what, you know, if you think of a job, you're going to have to do projects on time. Even, you know, even kindergartners learning this, it's incredibly beneficial, I feel. Again, you don't have to pile it on, but I just, I feel like if you can communicate your philosophy from your heart with parents from day one so there aren't any homework surprises, I as a parent appreciate that. So, um, and also one other thing that I really want to highlight that I can't say enough as a parent is how important it is for teachers, and I know you all do this, but again, find fun ways to do it, the importance of reading time together, especially when kids are in elementary school, even in fifth and sixth grade, you know, reading books together, because it just, it builds that parent-child bond, and I think it's so important. Again, Marcy, I'd love to hear your perspective on this as a parent. I don't know if you left me anything else to say. (laughs) Um, I agree (laughs) with everything you just said. This year, I actually, I have three kids. I have one teacher who is doing the no homework this year, and my other two get a lot of homework. So I see it from both sides, and I, I mean, I don't, I'm getting it both ways. I like them to have homework. My one child that's not getting homework, as a parent, I fear, is she going to be ready for next year when she gets the teacher that gives her a bunch of homework? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think this is very encouraging for you teachers <laughs> to hear from our pers- perspective <laughs> as parents. And again, it's not about piling it on, but it's when it's in a reasonable amount and it's really helping the kids get those drills in that are really going to help them and help them learn. I, I'm all for it. I, Teaching I, I, study skills, because that's what they're Yes, doing. yes, and, and their life skills. You have to know as an adult how to get things done, how to get them done on time, how to get them done neatly and well so people can read them. There's so many life skills besides just doing that math worksheet or whatever Absolutely. it is, you know. Amen. Okay. One, I think we have one more question here. Okay. Abby Koo from Chino Valley Unified in California is asking, from a parent's perspective, what are three things you wish that all teachers knew? Well, you know, Marcy, I think I'm going to put this in your court first because, as again, as the parent of three, one of them being a special needs child, what would you like parent, teachers to know? I really want you to be able to share your heart on this one. Oh, this is a biggie. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I would say first that every child is different and will learn differently. Having a special needs child, I've seen this more than ever, that each child has independent needs, and when I see the teacher seeing that in kids, it just makes all the difference in the world. Yes. I think second is communication. Much like we talked about, communication is the key. I, as a parent, I want to hear not only the good things, but also where there's room for improvement so that we can work together at home and at school as a team. Uh, 
Yes. And lastly, I would say just that we appreciate everything that you do and that as a parent, I'm here to support you and please ask for help because we we wait for you guys to come to us. It's so funny that you said that because those are part of my tips too. I mean, my three things would be, if I only had to pick three, Right. (laughs) right, the first one is just teachers know coming from our hearts as parents, that you are appreciated. I cannot tell you how many times throughout the day I think that when my son is in school. I appreciate what you're doing. It just, it blows my mind how much you give of your hearts and souls. Um, So just take that, you know, write it, I'm appreciated. Write that on a post-it so you know. Number two, um, I think that most parents really want to help but may not always know how. You know, like I shared before, we don't want to bother you because we know you're so busy. So just like you said, Marcy, same thing. Know that it's okay to ask for help. And number three is for six hours every day, we're trusting you with our children. With our, There are hearts. That's how important you are in our lives, to our family, to our world. And we're here to support you, like Marcy just said as well. And I think what may be happening is that this may be a silent majority. Again, because everybody's so busy, but my gut tells me, and from knowing so many parents over the years, that parents do care and want to help. I think the key in each of your situations, teacher, is to teachers, is to find your way to tap into that parent power resource and use it you know just for just about everything we're we're, we're here we're, you know just communicate and help us understand how we can help and and if we're if you know if we're having a bad day don't let that throw you off from not asking for help in the future you know oh my god what i can't believe our hours almost up here thank you so much marcy this has been a blast thank you for for oh, just joining you. with it's me. It's fun to be on this side with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to thank our wonderful On the Right Road sponsors too, of course, Right Road Kids and Right Road Productions, Lori Steenis and her Keller Williams real estate team, Nair and Seatsack, and we've got some more wonderful sponsors coming on board pretty soon. Wonderful things are happening here on the Right Road. Reminder, mark your calendars. The next Live on the Right Road show will be next Sunday. September 18th, we're going to have two in a row because we're now on, after Labor Day, we're back on our live first and third Sunday of every month's schedule. So I can't wait to be back on the air again with you next Sunday, September 18th. And I know that Marcy and I have shared a lot of things from our hearts this evening. We've kind of shared a lot of nuggets, but I have a couple more here. You know how I always like to wrap up with a few nuggets from my heart that you can take with you into the week. Um, Just two final ones here for for this evening. First of all, try not to be afraid of parents. I know it can be overwhelming to deal with all the different personalities and how busy everybody is. Just try to be creative and loving and confident in reaching out to us. You know, and if you have a year without any parent support, what I would suggest is just write and speak from your heart that you really need your help. Anytime somebody shares from their heart, somebody will listen. And I heard this on uh, that Super Soul Sunday that Oprah has on. I rarely get to watch TV or listen to anything like that, but I caught like 10 minutes of it last Sunday, and she had a wonderful guest that said something profound. He said, have faith, not fear. And I think in dealing with parents, 
you know, make that as another post-it that you're going to look at every day. Have faith, not fear, because we are here. We will come through for you. And, you know, and I know, I realize that sometimes with dis- school district guidelines, you may feel like you're, beh- beh- you know, between what is that called a rock and a hard place with rules in place so you can't always directly even ask parents for help. But there is always a way somehow. Parents are such a tremendous resource. So focus some time and energy on tapping into parent power because we really want to help. And number two, you know, I've been thinking about this throughout the week. Share this on the Right Road episode. It'll be available in in just a few days, you know, as a listen and download, a free listen and download. Share it with your students' parents. So in a positive, fun way, they'll know how important they are to your students, to your classroom, to school, to you. Um, And just remember, like I always like to say, you are not alone. You have the Right Road family here, and I know, even though it might not seem like it every day, you have a plethora of people around you. I know that they're there. Just keep reaching out, and they will eventually come to you. Um, To wrap things up in another fun way, I've got one more wonderful giveaway for this evening. Remember, we'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's On the Right Road giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook tomorrow. And actually, I'm going to do some of them on Tuesday because we've got so many happening here, which is exciting and wonderful. Again, if you're listening to a replay after Sunday, September 11th, the giveaways will, of course, be closed. And we'll get all the gifts from tonight's show out out in the mail to the teacher recipients the week of September 19th. So here's the last giveaway for this evening. Woohoo! It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. These are two more of the most requested classroom teacher resources from parents. They tend to be tissues and antibacterial wipes. So to help you purchase those top priority classroom items and, you know, really as a special thank you to Target for funding so many Teachers Donors Choose projects recently, I wanted to tie this in in a fun way. I have 10 $15 Target gift cards. You know, when we give Target gift cards, Target doesn't donate those gift cards to us. We actually go out and purchase them. But again, Target does so many things. They just, I think it was something like $5 million in Donors Choose projects they just funded. So I'm so grateful to that company. So there will be 10 recipients and each will receive one of the $15 gift cards to help you purchase tissue and wipes for your classroom. A little thing, but I know you always need it. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. Go ahead, Yvonne, you can pop that up. Make sure you Mention listening as part of your entry comment. That makes it official. So just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. The offer is going to be posted right now. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post, and it will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And oh my gosh, you guys, I you know I the hour went by really quickly, and we have like a minute or two left here. So Marcy, is there anything else that you would like to share with all of our wonderful Right Road teachers listening, whether it has to do with parent power or anything? You're always behind the scenes with me here and you have a minute here just to share your heart. Is there anything that you'd like to share with our Right Road family? I would, I just want to say to all of you guys, you know, seeing all the email responses, seeing everything is how nice and supportive you guys are of one another. Yes. It just it blows my mind that when we put something out there and their recipients, you guys are congratulating them or offering up something to them in addition. And 
across the nation. You guys don't even know each other, but you're working together as a family, and I'm excited to be a part of this Right Road family. It really is something special. I Every day I just wake up and I'm so excited and I'm getting choked up again and, and just, it, we're all together creating something so, so special and and we're and Marcy and I and Yvonne. Yvonne's here on a Sunday night away from her family helping behind the scenes because Marcy's on the air with me and, you know, just all the way around this Right Road family is so special. So thank you all for being a part of it. Of course, thank you, Marcy, my wonderful guest this evening on the Right Road. Thanks to Right Road team member Yvonne Yay for the wonderful behind-the-scenes support tonight. Of course, thank you to my amazing engineer, Jason. Jason's here with me because Justin, remember we mentioned his brother passed away, so he's at the funeral today. So, Jason, thank you for filling in. Thank you to the whole Voice America team for providing this wonderful platform for me to be here on the air with you all. Thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of our Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. In case you've missed any part of tonight's show or would like to share it with friends or parents, this episode will be available to listen to or download for free, and we'll post that link on our Facebook page and website, of course, within the next few days. Also, watch for that Click and Listen giveaway coming on our Right Road Kids page. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giveaway. Remember that our next On the Right Road show will be live here on Voice America Empowerment next Sunday, September 18th. Yay! In between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. Always remember, you guys, that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, September Sunday, September 18th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Thank you for all you do every day, teachers and parents, to uplift kids on the right road. Love and appreciate you all. Mwah. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.